saving money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. It came on a night like any other. With power unlike anything else on Earth. Using beyond advanced active ingredients like bicyclopyrone, Acuron GT post-emergence corn herbicide is here to annihilate tough weeds. Advanced technology. Enhanced control. Talk to your Syngenta retailer about Acuron GT. Always read and follow label instructions. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101, SEO 101 on WebmasterRadio.fm is now in session. And hello and welcome to SEO 101 on WebmasterRadio.fm. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital. Well, my friend, how's your short hey, week coming? It's good. It's been real good. Why is it a short week? It's not a short you guys week don't have me. you don't have Easter holiday tomorrow. Uh, no, no, I get to work. <laughs> but it is it is a holiday in the states, right? Yes, yes, it is. I believe yeah. so. Oh, okay. Uh, so Easter's coming just, a little bit late this year, so it is grandstanding. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know me. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, do I? Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so we've uh, we're catching up now. I think we're, we've had a few yeah. regular shows, and, and now it's this time our, to. Well, this is our first live show in forever. Yes. Right? Yes, it is. I'm, I'm happy. I like doing these live shows because. So I can catch you off guard. It's always funner. You can't like backtrack, which is always great. No, don't record that. <laughs> Let's start over again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might just have to uh, try and get back to you on that one. Hmm. <laughs> well, um, I'm sort of having a Monday slash Friday, Thursday. It's uh, uh, I'm a little slow, so hopefully uh, you can fill in the blanks. Um, <clears throat> so we're going to start with some news that. I don't know, seems really, really difficult to believe, but uh, Google's Matt Cuts is lobbying to reward secure sites with better rankings. Now, is that really true? Well, this comes from a reporter from the Wall Street Journal who had, quote-unquote, private conversations with Matt. So, you know, I don't know. It's the, the Basically, what he said was, and here's the quote, Cuts has also spoken in private conversation of Google's interest in making the change According to a person familiar with the matter, the person says Google's internal discussions about encryption are still in an early stage and it, it could change, wouldn't happen soon. So I don't think this is something that's going to happen soon. But just the fact that they're talking about the idea of making a secure site a ranking factor is really interesting to me because it costs money to make your site secure. You have to pay like a hundred and some bucks to get that security certificate to make your site secure. So that's going to give, once again, you know, a potential disadvantage is to small businesses. 
which is 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 interesting. Well, to me, it sounds like they need to buy one of the uh, like Verisign or something. Yeah, that's a good point. Google just buys yeah, one and turns it away, gives them away for free. Then okay, cool. Yeah, all the best. I mean, it, if they if they're to do something like that, then I could see it happening. Otherwise. Uh, it'll be a minor point of the algorithm if it ever does come out. Uh, I mean, I think we've all kind of expected that it would give some influence in the future, but uh, I don't know. I guess it's what the title reward secure sites with better rankings. Uh, I guess if all else was equal and one of them was SSL and one of them wasn't, you know, maybe it would get that extra edge in the future, but I just can't see it being more than that. You? No, I agree. I mean, you know, there's lots of things I didn't think they'd change, but they did as well. So I'm not counting it out. But mm-hmm. it, and if if they really are sticking to their guns and saying, "Look, you know, we want a more secure internet," this is one way they can influence that very easily. If they did that, there would be a lot of people buying SSL certificates really quickly. Hmm. Buy stocks in SSL. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's probably quite low Google, right now. <laughs> it's a yeah, good time to buy. If you, if it, and if you can guess ahead of time which one Google's going to buy, even better. <laughs> well, even then, there'll be a lot of paranoids out there that won't want to use those ones. They'll use the uh, the opposing yeah. team. So, yeah. very interesting. I when you said it, I kind of went what, but that's kind of making sense, I guess. Okay, well, the next one is uh, Google's four tens or. F- 410s, our immediate and 404s are delayed for 24 hours. I haven't seen this one. Fill me in. So, so this is interesting. So, um, again, cuts in his wonderful little videos. And if you're not following the, the Webmaster videos, Google Webmaster videos on YouTube, definitely do it because there's, defi- there's some interesting stuff that come out of there. Yeah. This one in particular, someone, someone asked him about how 404s work and how Google crawls the 410s versus 404s. And we all knew that 410s were immediate and permanent um, you know, this page does not exist type of error. Uh, but what we didn't know was that when Google finds one of those, they immediately remove it from the index. If they find a 404 error, they wait 24 hours before they remove it, giving you a chance if it happened to be an error to fix it, since 404 is the default response. So if you need a page removed from the index very, very quickly, I would 410 it, go into your Webmaster Tools, have Google crawl it, and it should be gone pretty much immediately. So just just an interesting little tip there um, for those of you that publish things you regret really quickly <laughs> and you want to get rid of them. <laughs> we have no idea what that's like. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cannot so say just the same. To, be, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to, to clarify for some of our newer listeners, 410 is a, a, an error code provided by uh, your website to Google or any crawling robot that specifies – that this page does not quote unquote live here anymore. You know, it's gone. It's pooched. That's and that's according to just a, a guide I saw online is one to see exactly how it was uh, interpreted. So, um, yeah. And, and uh, yet yeah, 404, which it just means not found could be that the page is just not working. The site's having issues. That's why Google waits. Yeah. And they will try Important. again for the 404 before they delist it. So if, if you get a 404 error, Google will say, okay, we're going to wait. We're going to go check this again in, in tomorrow. And they'll check it again. If it's still 404, then they'll probably delist it. Um, 410's immediately gone. Right. Not good. You don't want a 410. 
I mean, unless, of course, you're trying to do it on purpose because you don't like what <laughs> you had there. But <laughs> yeah, 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 you don't want a 410 unless you want a 410. <laughs> yeah. And a 410, if you had any links going to that page, could kiss them goodbye. Um, remember, links, building links to a particular page. Uh, of course, we're not condoning link building per se, but links pointing to a particular page add to the relevance and credibility of the page. So they're a good thing to keep. If you're moving a page, make sure you redirect it using a 301. That's another command or another message given to Google saying that this page has permanently moved to a new location. And that way, any uh, benefits that were built up by the old page, such as link, uh, link reputation and such, which we just talked about there, uh, is being forwarded at least partially. Uh, I'd say the majority. I think it's what the nine. Let's, say, let's guess 90% of it is being forwarded to the new site, a new location. So, so pop quiz, Ross. When, oh. Give me a real-world example of when it's right to use a 302 redirect. Oh, a temporary redirect? Yeah, 302 is temporary redirect for those out there who's confused between 301 and 2. 301's permanent, 302's temporary. Well, for example, uh, actually I'll use an example of uh, a website. Well, Webmaster Radio ironically comes to mind. They had uh, originally www.webmasterradio.fm, and they had to make some changes to that site. There's some real structural issues. So they, they, triple, they, they did a 302 redirect to www2.com or www2.webmasterradio.fm. So essentially they were doing a temporary redirect telling Google, so there are issues here. We're temporarily redirecting you to this new site while we work on these issues, at which point we will change that back and the site will be back to normal. That's Great example. one example. Great example. The one, the one that I use when people ask me is really applicable to e-commerce. If you have a product that drops out of stock and you can't just list it as out of stock, you have to remove, remove the page because of the way your database or CMS works, that's a great reason to 302 a page or a URL. You 302 it to maybe the category level page or a similar product, and then when the product comes back in stock – you can put the page back up and then the 302 is gone and you still have that page and you have the history of that page. Yeah. You'd need quite a, if you had a big e-commerce site or, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of inventory and a small team, that'd be pretty difficult to maintain. Um, at least um, there must be tools that make it easier, but yeah, I haven't seen anything yet. You'd have to do it dynamically through a database and, you know, just to, yeah. whoever programmed your CMS or programmed your system would have to add that to it. But, that's a good good way to keep a lot of that uh, the uh, equity that you're building up on those pages to stay when they come and go because of inventory issues. Yeah. So exactly when when you do get transitioned back to the original URL that was 302 redirected, you haven't tossed all of your link popularity and and, and all that benefit to the other site. Just to put it yep, a different way. Exactly. Yeah. Good point. Okay. What's next here? Um, so it's interesting. We, we talked about this on a couple shows where you know this has been a, an issue for quite a while with the, the not provided. And, we, and a few weeks ago, Google said we're making some changes. We hear we hear you about the inconsistency between organic not getting keyword data and paid getting keyword data. Well, they made the announcement um, last week, and they're basically taking away keyword data from PPC and AdWords advertisers. So. Not but. provided is now not just organic, it's also paid. And there is a but. Go but. ahead with the but. Yeah, the but is that's only within Google Analytics. You can still get this information within AdWords. 
within your actual AdWords account. So to the company, it's is not a huge change. What's that? It's just harder to get it out of AdWords than it is analytics. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and if any company has built a, a, a base on being able to access that information from the URL, because it used to be that you could see that the keywords within the address, the, the address in your address bar, um, if they were using that and mining that information, well, they're up shit creek, essentially. And <laughs> they're not going to be doing most, too well now. And, and the, it's interesting you mentioned that because most of the paid bidding platforms that are out there, at least the higher end ones, um, are completely safe from this. They, they, they've all, pretty much all sent out press releases that says, yeah, this doesn't impact us at all. Our services will work the way they've always worked. Um, you'll still be able to, to get your information through our systems. So, so you're right. The, the higher end bidding platforms, if you're using a bidding platform, you're okay. Some of those smaller ones that are using different techniques, maybe pulling stuff out of your, like you said, Ross, might have an issue with this and might have to... Uh, um, change the way they do things. <laughs> there was a point where when we discussed this, I think we did it on the show, I'm not sure, maybe it was just off the air, when they first brought this out, this news, everyone was panicking because they thought that Google was literally going to make it impossible for you to get this information unless um, you used a particular system. Like they were going to, I don't know, uh, pick a system that you could use that would get that information, which would have been a nightmare for um, for them, I'm sure. That would have gone to court pretty pretty damn fast. Yeah, that would have been interesting. <laughs> or they would just buy one and then only give the one they own access since they own the data. Which well, that's what that I mean. That would be antitrust from hell. I mean, good God. Not necessarily. I mean, if they own the data, which they do, and they only give it to their own properties, that's there's no nothing against the law of using your own data. I wonder if there would be uh, any issue because they once because they originally did make it open to closing it and doing that. It might, I don't know, uh, especially when the whole industries have built up around it. I don't know. It's interesting. Well, interesting. I, I don't think we'll ever know. <laughs> I hope we never know. <laughs> if, if anyone's listening who's got a legal background and knows the answer to this, I'd love to see what you you think. You know, would Google be faced with antitrust if they had taken the keyword data and made it private only for their own platform, like their own service provider, um, from being public before. Um, I, it's, intri- it's an intriguing question. And if you do have the answer, uh, please go and post it on our community page at uh, Google+. Plus. You can just go to Google+, Plus and type in SEO 101. You'll get to the uh, community pretty quickly. And we'd love to see your answer. Yeah. Now, with that note, uh, let's take a quick break, and when we get back, uh, we've got some other, other news to sh- share with you. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, seen so you know other SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. 
Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Guys, are you suffering from FD, fulfillment dysfunction? Let MoldingBox.com's online portal system for inventory, tracking, and returns perform for you. We have the enormous tools you need for complete warehousing, shipping, and handling of all your packages, no matter the size or shape, directly to your customers. MoldingBox.com can also fulfill all your nourishing, nutraceutical, and smooth skincare product desires, including green coffee and Garcinia on demand. Plus, let our in-house printing and CD, DVD manufacturing help you enlarge and maximize your coaching and business opportunity potential. We do everything. Fulfillment, shipping, tracking, inside and out, and all in one place. Moldingbox.com. It's shipping made sexy. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. Find it here every week on SEM Synergy. This is Bruce Clay, one of the hosts of SEM Synergy, the show about achieving synergy in your search marketing efforts. SEM Synergy, on demand anytime inside the search engine optimization channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session, only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm, hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. Wow, what a week. I'm still so... <laughs> I'm trying to think ahead here. So what are we going to talk about next? How about Google Glass? Yeah, they, I was jealous. You guys got a big selling blitz there for... Yeah, it said, well, sold out in 24 hours, but only had 24 hours to buy them, didn't they? Yeah, but they, it's amazing that, you know, how, I don't know how many they had, but they were selling for like 1500 bucks, and they sold them all in 24 hours. And wow. it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of crazy because in like, there's, there's, there's cities out in California where people are getting beat up just for wearing them. Uh, Congress is talking about... Um, having a special session to discuss privacy issues tied to wearable technology, specifically mentioning Google Glasses. Uh, Google, I saw a commercial online for Google is now moving into uh, Google contact lenses that are going to be very similar to Google Glass. Uh, it's it's getting absolutely <laughs> crazy. It's just nuts. I love it. I think it's creepy as all hell, but I love it. <laughs> I was so, I just love technology, especially the crazy cool stuff. You heard we might have mentioned this in a previous show, but I read about a patent Google applied for. I don't know if they've been granted it yet, but they applied for a patent to patent hand motions. Like if you were to take your your hands and do the heart symbol that teenage girls do all the time in front of a friend. Wearing Google Glasses, it would automatically know that you liked that person and 
you know, plus one them on Google Plus or like them on Facebook, but it would actually patent a way to, by using hand signals, impact your social media directly, which I, I thought was crazy. Okay, well, I'm it's, confused because I thought, although obviously I'm not a Google Glass user, being in Canada, we're never going to get the damn things, but um, <laughs> I thought they already had a system whereby you could do that. Or was it, oh, that was with, Another app, I think. That was another set of glasses that are similar to Google Glass. Um, shoot. Yeah. It's hard. I don't know. I think it's already been done, though. I don't know how they can patent it. But. Um, they're they're going to try anyway. They try to think. I'm still trying to figure out how all this is going to impact search, though. So what do you think? How do you think this kind of interactive wearable tech at some point is going to impact search? Well, uh, so personalization yeah. is is where it's going to be huge. I mean, it's it, right. that's really what the answer. I mean, it's going to know what you like by what, where you watch, where you look at things, um, and what you interact with. Uh, the personalization it's going to have is freaky. I mean, talk about remarketing. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk now, about remarketing. People are are the ones is is the, the, those ads that were, you let's say you go to a website. And you, you were just looking at cars or you're looking at a vacation at that particular, whatever, uh, resort. And then you start going elsewhere and you start seeing that ad appear everywhere. It's like it's following you. That's remarketing. And can you imagine that from a perspective of Google Glass? I mean, they'll know what you like intimately. And then they'll be able to fashion and, and catalog, I mean, target the marketing for you to a point of just ridiculousness. I, well, well, for that to really work, Google's going to have to make another investment in another company that that does um, hardware signage, basically. And what'll have to happen is they'll have to come up. They'll have to build this technology that has basically blank signage, like it, whether it be a poster on a wall or a billboard you're driving by. That basically, as you look at it through your Google Glass or your Google Contacts, it'll display an ad specifically for you based on what they know about you. So if it's on a billboard down a highway, every car that drives by, potentially, if they're wearing Google Glass, will see a different ad based on the occupancy of that car or the driver of that car and their habits. And I, I don't know what they will. We will I know what you're talking about, and I've seen it in I've seen it in like uh, sci-fi movies. But really, what I don't I don't think they're going to have to do that because they're going to be able to use um, um, I've forgotten the name for it now. I was trying to think of it. Uh, uh, you know, when you could look through a camera and see uh, a different reality of the same virtual? space. Virtual no, reality. No, virtual reality. I know that, but I mean, in this case, there's a different name for it, uh, where I could literally look at my through my camera at a building. And it would show me the prices for rent in each of the spots I could look at. Uh, that was one of the examples I saw years ago. Um, anyways, yeah, it, yeah, essentially, you'd look, through your, yeah, you'd look through your Google Glass like heads-up display in a sense, and it would show you what it wants to show you. Um, but, but, to a degree, yeah, that would be worthwhile, but they'd have to watch yeah. it, though. Yeah, because you're right. It would be hard to replace the infrastructure of advertising with a hardware solution um, when – because they'd have to replace all the freaking billboards that are out there. That'd be really expensive. So you're, you're right. If they found a way to do it by just identifying these spaces and then overlaying the technology, it's, they might not have to buy a, an advertising hardware company. Or they'll do yeah. both. They got all the money. Or they'll do both. <laughs> yeah. 
What about all the poor suckers that aren't wearing Google glasses? <laughs> or, to, or to be as creepy as those taxis in, in, in Vegas, it's probably like this elsewhere, where um, they've got that video playing in the back that you're forced to watch. Yeah. And that video will change based on who's getting in the cab. Right. Or Apple will come out <laughs> with a competitor, and, and some people will see you know, Apple competitor compatible ads and some people won't because they're on Android compatible. It'll be, a, it'll be a mess. <laughs> oh, what a delicious mess for us marketers. <laughs> I mean, and speaking of privacy, I've got a creepy story for you. Um, I probably shouldn't be saying it, but, um, I had, uh, if it's about um, Scott, go ahead. <laughs> if you've got a passion for pumpkin, you've got to get to Dunkin' and pick these up. Our new pumpkin cream cold brew. Smooth, bold cold brew topped with velvety pumpkin cream cold foam. And our delicious pumpkin spice signature latte. Rich espresso topped with whipped cream, caramel drizzle, and cinnamon sugar. And our perfectly pumpkin donuts, munchkins treats, pumpkin muffins, and more. That's how we pumpkin at Dunkin'. Pick your pumpkin at Dunkin', like our new pumpkin cream cold brew. Pumpkin spice signature latte. And our perfectly pumpkin treats. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Exclusions apply. <laughs> well, it'd be guaranteed creepy then, wouldn't it? No. Um, yes. <laughs> Scott, uh, Scott works for Ross, everybody. <laughs> yeah, we like to tease him. Uh, he's a great sport. But uh, in this case, it's uh, a friend of mine who's in uh, Crimea um, and Eastern Crimea at that. So he's become part of uh, Russia, or at least he will as of tomorrow, the 18th. They're all forced to be Russians. It's creepy. But um, we had been talking about it and sort of expressing our views online. I'll put it that way. And lo and below, behold, guess who shows up at his door? Guess. Who would be the worst person to show up at your door? Uh, Sergey Brin. KGB. The FSB. Seriously. Yeah. So they showed up at his door and were asking about me and him. Wow. (laughs) It's like crap <laughs> good, good good thing you're in canada not the u.s because you'd have the nsa knocking on your door if you were here <laughs> <laughs> oh geez anyway um and, and that good. just gives people perspective it gives them perspective i mean we were just talking where, where were you at online were you texting were you iming were you on a social network chatting um we were on um uh, we were talking through email. We were talking through instant messenger through Google. Um, he, uh, we even set up some encrypted tunnels just for the sake of being cautious. But well, that's probably no what dice. flagged it there. Yeah. Anyways, I'd say uh, the flag. The, the, trying to encrypt your conversation is a big red flag. I'm guessing. Well, in this case, yeah. In fact, if you download the Tor software that will encrypt everything. It works. They can't read it or listen to it, but they know who you are. That's one thing. But they also, um, the NSA was released that they will do their best to install software on your computer to watch what you type. So they can't see the res- the the, mess- the the actual conversation, but this way they can find out by monitoring your computer from the inside. Right. Anyway, very Jeez. creepy stuff. And to have them show up at his door, uh, that's admit. I, I as much as I didn't want to. It's me. Not, it's not me putting my ass on the line. We're, we're shut up. We've we've had to shut up. Wow. It's sad but true. Sad but true. Uh, anyway, yeah, privacy. It's uh, becoming scary. 
just how much it's they not, can it's, get it's not exi- it's non existent on the web on the internet so don't expect yeah. it if you if you expect it you'll be disappointed <laughs> exactly well well you know if you don't do anything wrong there's nothing to worry about <laughs> god i hate that line <sighs> okay but well let's back, back to it I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true it's true yes so what about this um, uh, you mentioned um Oh, yeah. Well, first of all, on the side of Google Glass, first of all, I thought this was kind of uh, funny. Um, Google really stepped on it when they uh, they said that this 24-hour selling blitz turned out to be on the day of the first day of Passover. And uh, Barry Schwartz was quick to jump on that, thank God, from Search Engine Roundtable. And they immediately said they, they, they realized the mistake and that if anyone was missing out and we're celebrating that, to please let them know. If you want to know anything more about that, perhaps you missed it, you can take advantage of that and maybe get some um, Google Glass uh, when others can't. But if they sold out, do you have to wait for them to make more? Or did they hold some hey, back? Hey, at least thought. you'll be in the, in the queue. That'd be a, that's, that's a step up. That's true. Now, I've, I've had a chance. I told you I had a chance to play with them. We, we got some for the company. And... It was not really that satisfying. I was hoping it would be much more satisfying than it was. But maybe it was because I only had them for like an evening and didn't really get to play with the software much. Mm. So, Yeah, well, I, I don't know. I, I was crazy about it at the beginning. Now I'm thinking, uh, whatever, what comes. Yeah. When, by the time it goes out farther than the U.S., I expect they're going to be in version whatever. So Yeah, I'm more excited yeah. about the Google Contact lenses. And I don't wear contact lenses, but the idea because they've also got a they've also had a Google Lab Project X or X Lab whatever they call it, Google X. They also did an announcement a few months ago about contact lenses that can actually measure like your your uh, your body metrics. It can measure blood sugar. It can measure heart rates and all that kind of stuff in, in real time, just from your through your eyeballs and the fluids in your eyes. So these contact lenses can actually connect to an app or whatever and monitor your health, which I think is pretty freaking amazing. It does. It's absolutely yeah. awesome. But with that said, let's take a quick break and we get back. We'll, we'll, we promise we'll share some proper SEO tips. <laughs> SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, a fitness writer, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Like many of the million people who are living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every single day. And sometimes my nerves are so raw that if you brushed up against me in an elevator, I'd scream. I can't sleep at night from the pain, and sometimes the spasms in my legs are so intense they will wake me up throughout the night. I've tried the strongest prescription medications available, and I'm going to tell you, they do not work. In fact, they leave me in a stupor, and most of the time, it's impossible to even live your life. 
Now, I've tried medical marijuana, and I'm going to tell you something. It works. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. The Web Marketing Association is now accepting entries for the 18th Annual International Web Award Competition. Web Marketing Award winners receive an image plaque, certificate of achievement, higher visibility for your company, valuable feedback from our expert judges, and links to your site from the highly ranked Web Award site. Visit www.webaward.org to nominate your company, site, or organization. The call for entries has begun, and the deadline to enter is May 30th, 2014. Go to www.webaward.org and sign up today. It's time to get fired up. Fired Up is a show that delivers both business impact and social importance. Our host, Gordon Rudell, will share ideas on how to create higher returns on your communication investments by engaging the people who matter most. Fired Up with Gordon Rudell, on demand anytime, inside the Culture and Business Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on webmasterradio.fm. And welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. Hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. Now, one of the things that uh, you and I have discussed in the past is about link removal requests and how, well... It's become its own business, and uh, it's it's mostly, in my opinion, so far, it's been the shady buggers who have made the links and sort of forced people's hands to pay them to remove them. But I don't know. That's a whole other – I guess that's all part of the discussion. So where do you stand on this, John? Well, I, I do agree that the business model that some people are taking towards link removal is, hey, you know, if you want me to remove my link – or your link from my site, pay me 50 bucks or whatever. But there is another thing that's happening in the industry I'm seeing. Um, sites that have been hit with the, they, they did these practices three or four, it's usually older sites that did these things four or five years ago are now seeing their rankings tank because of these old links that have been around forever. They may have stopped doing that years ago, but they still have those links there that they're being impacted by. They're trying to find people to help them clean it up because they don't know how. So a lot of SEOs, are offering you know link profile cleanup services where they'll go in, they'll get access to Webmaster Tools, they'll they'll get the whole list, they'll evaluate all the links um, from a number of different tools, and then do the work. It's a lot of work to go and request links be removed from each of these things, keep track of all that information, and then if they don't get re- done, build your uh, build your list of links that you want disavowed, submit and manage that disavow process within Webmaster Tools. That's a new business model that's coming out of this, that there are a number of SEOs that they're building that as a business model. They're making a decent amount of money on it because a lot of people don't know how to do it properly and don't even know where to start. So uh, it's, 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 it's getting interesting. That's a kind of pulling teeth. Pulling teeth. I can't even imagine doing that service. Oh, yeah, it, takes, it does take a long time. Um, one guy I know that's been doing it for a while literally says it'll it, he won't see, see results until his third or fourth update of the disavow file that's when he starts seeing results and he'll have to keep Which going would be and keep how long six to eight months holy cow yeah yeah it's it's, it's a necessary 
evil. If you had that, if you have that, if you've got that notice in Webmaster Tools that says, hey, you know, you've got some, we, we see some problems with your backlink profile, it's something you have to do. And you know, businesses don't know how. Well, I've got, a, I've got a, a, another option. Uh, it's not one that works for everyone. And it's something that, in this case, I think worked just really, really well for this one potential, this one client. Um, he got that warning, and he was removing links very diligently. He was working his butt off. He knew how much ma- this mattered because it did affect his rankings. Mm-hmm. And uh, not much, but it did enough. He started removing them, but then they just kept popping up. It was really creepy, almost like it was a bit of um, negative SEO, like someone was out there building links against him while he took them away. Oh, you mean he has got some- What's that? Yes, as so exactly. As <laughs> Yes, yes. <laughs> um, so it was. He went along. He removed them. They kept coming back. It was ridiculous. He wasn't getting anywhere in terms of of results. Uh, he couldn't get Google to to make any changes. So he got a new site, and his content was so good. And this is where it pays off to really put that effort in. That when we switched it to the new site, it took. A month, yeah, just under a month, maybe just, just, just about a month to get his rankings back in the top 12. And then he moved back up into the top four in two and, two and a half months. And then he had a clear link profile. Um, we did a, uh, a redirect, but, or did we? No, we put in a text link. Click here to go because obviously we didn't want the redirect to pass along all that negative energy. But it worked beautifully. He couldn't be happier. He can now get on with his business. So there is another side to it. That's true, but that does not always work. So, you know, Cuts recently said actually that it is very possible for a manual action to follow you if you change domains. So in your case, that's good because he had been doing the work. He had gotten rid of a lot of that stuff. It was obviously the, the backlinks that was the main problem. But unless you change your business name, your phone number, all these critical identifiers that they use to identify um, and, and track your business and your, and your website, just changing a domain might not clear it. So just be aware that, yeah, you, you can try that. It, it, it may work, but it may not. And, and in my, my, my experience, it's probably – Unless you know, there's a situation like Ross was just described where you're just continually getting these links and you don't know where they're coming from or how they're doing it, and they're just not stopping. So there's no way you'd ever clean your backlink profile completely. If you have a bunch of links that you know to get rid of, it's much better to save all that equity that you've built in your site over the years and do the work to clean your backlink profile than it is to start a brand new site and start all over again, especially if you have an older site. And, and, you know, I still say to this day, old domains are one of the most valuable things on the Internet. Oh, there's no question. I, I just, yeah, I don't know, pisses me off to no end that Google can do this. They can ask us to go and clean up a mess that they've decided is a mess, which is fine. You know, really, it's fine. It's so old. Some links are so old, they shouldn't be counting against us. Um, yeah. And, yeah, maybe the site goes downhill. What are we going to do? employ someone full-time just to go and clean up our links if you're a big site with a lot of traffic that's gonna have to that's just yeah uh, and and see and i don't see this being as big a problem for big sites though 
this is really a industry problem targeted at small, smaller sites. Because if, if you have a big site with millions of backlinks, you know how many bad backlinks you'd have to have to really impact your overall link profile? You, it, it's not likely going to have an impact. It's the sites with small link profiles that have you know, 10,000 or less links pointing to them that are really getting hit hard by this. And I think that makes all the difference because it's it's really something that targets a small business owner more harshly than it does the larger established brands. Again, from that perspective, it's another thing that pisses me off. Yeah, that exactly, exactly. The small business owners are the ones that are getting the nail nailed the most, and uh, it's all for Google's ego. <laughs> really, it's the fact that they just want to penalize but, people. No, it's not true, Ross. It's because. They are well, they could be updating their algorithm and, and flushing this stuff out versus penalizing people. They didn't they, have they to. Could do, they, they could do different, but unfortunately, we don't know everything that one change in the algorithm ha- would impact because there's so many factors in the algorithm. They all interlink at some level or another. You know, We can go in and say, yeah, it would be simple just to discount those links instead of penalizing. We don't know that for sure. I, I happen to think it sounds like a better solution, but I also know that I don't know what all the details and all the other things that that would have would impact to try to do that. And, and believe me, from from working in a large corporate environment, just just trying to launch a new product, you know, I'm thinking, okay, we'll just get a vendor and you know build a product and launch it. And there are so many different departments that, that are impacted and, and different people that have a say. And you think, well, we can just do this, but then it impacts five other things that you did not think about to begin with. I'm sure it's the same kind of structure and organization when they're trying to go in and say, let's figure out how to deal with these old backlinks. And they have so many different fingers touching that, trying to figure out, you know, if I do this, it's going to change this, this, and this. That it may sound like something that should be easy for them to do, but I guarantee it's a whole lot more complicated than we think it is. Oh, it's good. They should do the work, not us. <laughs> They've got all the people, enough PhDs to freaking build a planet. Um, if they weren't, and, and I if they weren't I public, they might agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, very true. And I don't know. I'm not the first person to give them the benefit of the doubt, the doubt either. I, I just, uh, I, I used to be. Uh, it's been a while, but it's now. It's just I don't know. It, yeah, I think, I think I'm still a little bit. I think times. I'm s- still a little bit more of a Google fanboy than you are, but uh, yeah. just a little. Uh, I I do like, and how the, the, it just seems malicious in many ways. And I, I know a lot of small business owners agree, but um, and especially the ones who were t- by other improper SEOs. You know, See, they shouldn't you, you, have their entire company you, just destroyed because Google doesn't like how you, this was done. But you call it a policy, but it's not a policy. It's an algorithm. And algorithms can be so complicated, you need a PhD to understand them. So there's no way that we can go in it. They, you do? It's not a policy. Be- I mean, it is a policy because they are actually doing a lot of this manually, too. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a they good had point. To, I mean, they had, to do, they had to put that in play, and they also had to... Uh, but maybe they have put, to do it manually because they can't figure out how to do it algorithmically. 
Yeah, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's mess with their egos. Yes. <laughs> Although I don't want them showing up my doorstep either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll be the day when someone with a Google polo shirt ducks in the door and said, hey, <laughs> you were talking about us. <laughs> or just know they, they, they do what these guys did and just have a gentle conversation with us with enough hints that you kind of pale. <laughs> yeah. So how's that debt you're paying off? <laughs> <laughs> how's your grandmother's sprained ankle? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Back off, back off. Uh, anyways, enough tinfoil hat work here. But everyone, so, so real, real, while we're on this topic, one real quick tip: if you're cleaning up backlinks, and it seems like a daunting proposal, one thing to make it a bit easier is. You can disavow. If you find out you need to disavow, you can disavow by domain. You don't have to do it per page. So if you have a domain that has 40 links on it, you don't have to do 40 lines in your disavow profile. You can do it by domain. So if you see 10,000 links in your Majestic SEO report that you have to dig through, but it only come in from 400 domains, you really only have 400 sites to evaluate. You don't have to look at all 10,000 links. Evaluate the site at the site level. Unless what? Well, you want to make sure that you're not eliminating a domain that is has a lot of good links. Just happens to have so, one page that, so, that looks bad. So you have to do a little bit of homework. Uh, <laughs> see, I, I don't know if I, I completely agree with that. I think that's a very rare case. That's an outlier. And if you have a mm-hmm. lot of work to do, you're going to want to eliminate the outliers as much as possible if it makes your work more efficient. And you can get through it more efficiently. So if it's an outlier where if, if a site's got bad links on it, the odds are pretty good that most of the links on that site are going to be considered bad. You know what I mean? I can't think of too many examples where you'd have, you know, half of them, half of the links on the site are good and half of the links are bad. You know what I mean? No, I know what you mean. Um, I think it would be more along the lines of an article. Let's say you had someone guest post for you. Uh, it wasn't very good, but you know, the rest of the site, you have a lot of great content that is working for you that you wrote. You'd want to just block that page and say that, you know, whatever, that, that's not. That's on, that's on your site, right? You can do that on your site, but on backlink sites, do you really have that, that kind of insight? Yeah, into well, the when you're submitting it to disavow, you just disavow that page versus disavowing the whole domain. Do you follow? I do. So you guest posted, yeah. Right. But if you have... If you guest posted, you're saying your article sucks? No, the person who wrote the article. Let's say you're using a bad company. I'm just uh, – that, there's a, God knows a lot of people out there that are suffering from this. But they also have a lot of great content. They personally wrote before they got so busy they needed to hire someone. Um, that's just an example. Okay, but I, mean, again, that, yeah. I have run into Agreed. that before. So, yeah. And, and agree. I think that's an outlier. If you have a situation like that, you, you're going to have to explain it to whoever's doing this for you or, or keep it in mind when you're doing it for yourself. But I think in general, in most cases, if you find yeah. a bad link on a domain, pretty good chance that most of the links on that domain are going to be bad. Yeah. Just my I opinion. Agree. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, that was too easy. Okay. Well, on behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Step Forth Web Marketing, and John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital, thanks for joining us today. If you have any questions you'd like to share with us, please feel free to post them on our Google Plus community page, easily found by searching SEO 101 on Google Plus. 
You can also email me via Ross at stepforth.com. That's S-T-E-P-F-O-R-T-H.com. Or you can reach John via Twitter at John Carcut. Have a great week. Remember to tune into future episodes, which air at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, every Thursday on webmasterradio.fm. Have a great Thanks for listening, everybody. This has been a presentation of webmasterradio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.webmasterradio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Excited for a road trip? Start it off right with auto coverage from American Family Insurance. J.D. Power ranked us number one in customer satisfaction with the auto insurance shopping experience among mid-size insurers. Get a quote at AmFam.com. American Family Insurance. For J.D. Power 2021 award information, visit JDPower.com awards. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.